0: But I did get your attention, I think, and cussed you out a little bit. Um, but do. do <coughs> you know. bail out a couple different times, but I had a little devil on my shoulder and said you gotta keep doing this, you gotta do it. A little bit about how this probably came about. The Kepler name is of Dutch or North German origin. And Kepler is a nickname for a contentious person.
1: Somebody that (laughs) argues
0: and (laughs) squabbles. I think that kind
1: of fit me pretty good. (laughs)
0: Let me, maybe I'm going in the right direction. First of all, there are several people I'd like to thank who got together material. Keith and Sue have some really good information that I was able to get through was put together for uh, one of our Kepler reunions. Uh, there is a, a sister, Pat Taylor, and a cousin, Glorious Sinclair, the cousins of mine, that uh, really put together some great material. And we brought some copies along, uh, just to look at. And of course, we got the Meade County uh, book, which is just loaded with excellent material. That's the uh, Matopaha Land of the Pioneers. And uh, Sheila Limbo helped us. Uh, My son, Paul, uh, helped get some of the information together. But I thought that nickname is pretty, pretty down to earth, contentious person. Uh, <coughs> we thank your uh, sister Pat and Gloria. they uh, did a complete study. They said they spent about two and a half years putting together uh, a book of the Kepler's.
1: We got a lot of good
0: pictures and whatnot. But they got the, the pedigrees, and that thing's loaded plum full. And in fact, everybody in there is related to a Kepler. <laughs> so, where do we start? There are very little information on.
1: Uh,
2: well, before we do that, I'm going to hand out one okay, page yeah. so you can understand why we're not going to go through every Kepler, otherwise, we'd be here <laughs> for days. So, I'm just going to hand out one of these pedigree pages. And you can we were
0: gonna put it on the screen but yeah. it you couldn't see it or read it. We thought if we had a copy we could look at. Now that is uh, my grandfather and grandmother's pedigree. Which cat word is that? <laughs> I your who I handed out? Leo. Who's on there? Leo. Leo. Okay. Well I didn't
2: get one of those.
0: Not not Leo. Not Leo and that's another thing, the names are got repeated dramatically. When you start looking at, there's a, I don't know how many John Keffers there are, and it, sometimes they, they, they use the Middle East issues uh, to uh, keep track of, of people. But uh, uh, there, there's two Leo Keffers, my grandfather and my uncle. And that's how confusing these categories can, can get. Well, uh, where do we start? There's very little information uh, on anybody that was born uh, before 1735. So we go back quite a ways with some of our studies here. And there was a Dominique uh, Kepler who was born in, in 1735. and He was from Sturbridge, Luxembourg. Now practically every Kepler we talked to, or connected with, they go back to Luxembourg. Even though the ger- German was a language for most of the people from Luxembourg, uh, they did not want to be called German. My grandfather, grandmother, uh, Veronica Meyers Kepler, was insistent not to be called German. And I run across some other people that said the, the same thing. Well, Luxembourg is a kind of a Latin bloc, a country I'm sure you're acquainted with, or some of you are acquainted with. But they have ever-changing boundaries because of the different regimes that came in, what every war was going on at the time. Yeah. But the Keplers were uh, recruited. Uh, we th- we th- understand, and we know. I'm not going to. Guarantee our information is 100% accurate because it gets changed as it gets passed down one generation to another. But uh, because of their talents in carpentry and masons, they were recruited uh, by the Duchess of Luxembourg to uh, uh, build and construct, uh, I guess, uh, quite a palace. Uh, in 1995, I was stationed in Germany as an army medic. What did I say?
1: Ninety-five. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> 1959,
0: I was stationed in Germany as an army medic. My cousin, Shirley Drees, and some of you I'm sure are acquainted with the Drieses, um, my aunt, I think they called her, Aunt Veronica, uh, daughter, Shirley, took the opportunity to visit a little village of Hossel, Luxembourg, which we understand there was a lot of Kephirs. We were connected with the Keflers, the relatives of, the, of Pete Weber. Pete Weber's the Webers are related to the Kephirs in a very direct way. And he was able to get information to me to find and to locate uh, the relatives that we still had there in Luxembourg. There weren't Kephers, but there were uh, close relatives. He connected us with a Mr. Schumacher, a 95 year old uh, resident of Hostel, who had been informed about the, well informed about the Kephers living in Hostel. The first house that he showed us said this is a typical small village house with a stable under the, where the cows lived. Uh, their living corners are above the stable, again, what I'm trying to say. Which of the, far, uh, the kefir plant outgrew? And uh, I'm talking to uh, Mr. Schumacher, all of the kefirs packed up at the same time and left Hossel. There wasn't a single kefir left in the little village of Hossel. It was a fairly small village. I see in 05 there was 482 was the population of the little village of Hossel, And I imagine it was something like that when I was there in 1959. Uh, but he uh, was able to uh, point out the ha- house, but he said that, that this house got too small. He looked across the little street there, and there was a two-story house. He says that's where the campers were living when they decided to pack up and uh, uh, go to America. The draw was too much or the people of, of, of Hossel, Luxembourg. The uh, original uh, Keflers were running a, a, a flour mill in Hassel at the time we, we found out from Mr. Schumacher. He said that the, he remembered the uh, Keflers very, very well, but it was uh, around 1883 and 1884 that they packed up and and came to uh, to America. For some reason, they headed towards the Black Hills. We did find one Kepler in the graveyard. Now, it was kind of strange. Most of the grave zones were quite modern, quite new. I saw some familiar names. There's a Steichen. You remember the Steichens? Uh, We're some in in the old village of Hossel. The one that we did find was a keffer was a Father Pierre keffer, and his headstone was right up against the church, the entrance of the church. And uh, so there I got a good picture of it. There's a picture in the book that very, I can't already read it. But uh, it, it was the only connection that was still there for the, the keffer. But I don't know how they do that. Did they recycle Graves? graves? Evidently, they do, because all of them look like new, very, very new tombstones, except for the one with Father Peter Keffer. We think it survived because it was against the uh, church. Uh, there were we really got the story of, uh, of uh, Nick Dominic, John P, and Mary, all brothers and sisters, and all came to America about the same time. I, I got m- my secretary here. But I have a little hard time concentrating, and my eyes start kind of acting strange. And I see strange things, so you got to
1: be careful. Yeah,
2: please.
1: this is my wife, Deb.
2: Okay, I will be talking to you a little bit about Nicholas, who was also known as the Cattle King, and Dominic, John P., and Mary Kepler. And the above named Keplers all migrated to America from, guess where? Household Luxembourg, their favorite place, in the years of 1883 or 1884. It's not known if they all came together. But history assumes that Nicholas came first. But they all followed the same route. Nick and Anna Willem Kepler received the education of good and maturity and were married in Luxembourg. It was eight years after Custer's last stand (coughs) at the Little Big Horn and five years before the Dakotas became states that the Keplers settled near the Black Hills. The Keplers staked their claim near Sturgis at the lower end of the Balfouche River, and they had crossed the Missouri up pier on a ferryboat. In Iowa, Nicholas had bought 40 short-horned steers, wagons, wagon hoops, and sheets. The train consisted of four prairie schooners driving across the plains. I can't even imagine that. The rocks and the hills and... Can you even imagine that in to today's world? They were hauled by oxen. The journey from Pier to Sturgis was 250 miles through Indian territory. Ooh. <laughs> Despite the expectation of trouble, they never saw one quote, red skin. (laughs) So now we're going to talk about a little story about Joe Kammerer telling of an experience about swimming across the Missouri River with his possessions tied on his back. He was halfway across and he heard music. Hmm, wonder why that would be. He couldn't believe his ears. He came out on the other bank, and he looked across, and there was Dominic Kepler and his brass band playing. (laughs) Dominic was the leader with his cornet. Leo Senior was playing his French horn and one of the girls was playing the drums. Each member of the family played an instrument. What a show.
0: The uh, dominant Kepler family is pretty much a a starting place of the patrons of the Keplers in, uh, in the Black Hills area. For some reason, they got attracted but they would stop, first they stopped in, in Iowa. And then of course, the Iowa, the Carroll County, Iowa, is, is really rich in, in uh, farming activities. And uh, I think they were attracted to that, some of them were farmers and livestock <coughs> raisers and whatnot. Uh, but uh, uh, it wasn't long they realized that there was no more land to, to be homesteaded, and so they started searching so they decided to go come to Black Hills. Uh, it, it's amazing how many Luxemburgers uh, were attracted to this area of the, of the Black Hills. He traveled to the Black Hills, settling on the Bearview Creek where he homesteaded. After he approved up on his plane, the family moved into Sturgis where he ran the first feed store in town. He had the contract to tear down the wooden barn uh, at Fort Meade. Fort Meade was very important to the the people because it provided them opportunities for uh, earning wages. Uh, And from the Keffler family we had some really good masons and carpenters. So they were, uh, I think, also drawn because of that. Well, he got the contract to tear down one of the old wooden barns. While working there, he had both of, of his legs broke. Someone told his grandson, Your grandfather sure is tough. The roof fell on his head and broke both legs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we uh, have a difficult time keeping all, all the Kepler's straight. You're going to have, hear me say... Kepler Jr. or Kepler Sr., which really wasn't happened that much, but in order to keep things straight. Leo Kepler Sr. homesteaded in 1884, and uh, that was where I and and Keith and uh, a lot of them grew grew up. Uh, He told uh, uh, coming home after dark (coughs) one time and Not lighting the lamp, he just crawled into bed. He felt movement (coughs) under the covers and thought it was a mouse, as mice were frequent visitors in his house. But much to his surprise, he lit the lamp and found his strange bedfellow was a rattlesnake. (laughs) One of my real favorite persons in Brooklyn. Hear more and more about it, but I have to say this because she's my one of my favorites is my grandma Kepler, Grandma Veronica Kepler. She married uh, Leo Kepler, there's a remember? there's two Leos, Leo Senior and Leo Junior. And uh, she was such a wonderful l- lady. She was can you imagine? She's going to show some pictures here pretty soon. But they had 15 children. And, uh, helped grow the population of the Kephers pretty well. Uh, I think uh, that's what I wanted to say about you. just okay. going to walk through what we've got about. Grandma. Uh, Uncle.
2: Excuse me, is that house still standing? No.
1: The screen picture, No, no. Now, no. the
2: preceding picture was that of where the Bikes lived by the Episcopal Church in Sturgis. That dominated by Stone.
1: Oh. I don't know where they they that was. I don't know where that was. Or downtown? Yeah. Oh, I don't know where... Okay. I'm
0: not... We don't have that. Okay. Documented. Uh, but they turned into pretty good uh, uh, businessmen and had a lot of a lot of good customers, I understand. Uh, Leo, uh, during the winter, in order to make a little extra money
2: want to tell about your grandma? Oh, yeah, I'm
0: jumping, I'm jumping, I'm, <laughs> jumping. I'm, sorry. I'm jumping.
2: That's okay, you're fine. Do you want me to tell about her? Yes. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, turn this on so you can hear me. Okay, Veronica, Mark's grandmother, came to Iowa from... Luxembourg!
1: <laughs>
2: well, she and her father... Went to Woonsocket when they came from Luxembourg, looking for land to Homestead, but there was nothing there for them to file on it. It had all been used up. But Veronica stayed in Woonsocket, so, but her father went on uh, to find land, hopefully, in Sturgis. While, but while she stayed in Woonsocket, she worked for a family who had a crippled boy. And learned some English from him, since she only spoke German. She left Woonsocket. She could, oh, I'm sorry, she could still read, speak, and write German and French, but her English was rather poor. She left Woonsocket in April, and I think the date was April 2nd of 1887, and arrived at her destination on May 17th. On her 17th birthday, she traveled over 300 miles and the journey took six weeks. She walked the entire distance, sometimes driving a small herd of heifers or hand driving the oxen. She was not allowed to ride on the wagon as it would add extra burden to the oxen. Oh my. I sure and I'm sure she didn't probably weigh a hundred pounds, but that was an extra burden. She wore out two pairs of shoes on the trip. The last stop was at the Hoffman place on Alkali Creek, and she slept in the barn. The place is known as the Rock Keen Place. You probably have heard of that. Where Veronica's son Albert and son Mark and family used to live. The next day she arrived at the Dominic Kepler home. And on the way to, in that stove picture that I had up there, which I took off, is where that was. On the way to Meade County, it was necessary to burn her trunk to provide firewood for the last breakfast for the trip. It had been in the covered wagon and was the only thing available that was dry. All her possessions were then put in a sack, which she carried on her back. And she came across her prairie toward the Kepler home. Leo Sr. sighted the wagon and went out to meet the party and carried her her to the house. And that was the first time they had met. And must have clicked because they married a year later. They lived together for 47 years. This was one of the first houses that they lived in.
0: Somebody might know where where, where this was taken.
2: And then I'm going to show you another house that will look probably even more familiar than that one. This was a house on LaSalle Street. That's
0: where Samson's motorcycle venue is right
2: Yeah, It was torn down a few years ago. Um, And then I want to show you next.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, this is really a great picture, I think, it it really tells you,
2: as you can see from this picture, they have 15 children. Seven boys, eight girls. Lena died at the age of eight. Veronica was 40 when she had a set of twins, Cyril and Cecilia. And then later, she had another. Twin, Veronica. All but the last three children were born on the ranch with the help of a midwife. During the winter, Leo would haul wood from the Black Hills to sell in Sturgis to buy groceries. He also collected pitch pine fence posts to sell and for himself. And the family milked as many as 20 cows by hand and sold the cream and butter. And the skim milk was fed to the hogs. Barada works very hard, as many of pioneer women did, but she really worked hard, and especially when you see all these kids. Not only did she raise the kids, but she planted a huge garden and tended it. She planted trees, shrubs, and provided all the food. She was must have been a fantastic woman. I wish I would have met her, but I didn't have that opportunity.
0: Mark, do you have anything more to add about your grandmother? Yes. Uh, I would had the opportunity to really get well acquainted with Grandma Kepler. Uh, she lived in that house there in Lozelle, so uh, we had a chance at When I was going to high school, every stopped by her house all the time. and Every once in a while she would have a, something cooked up for us. But she uh, passed away on my twenty-first birthday. I'd just been back to college uh, for a vacation and uh, got back to school and got a call. And the family suggested, because I got a really good visit with her before I left, so I didn't get to go to her funeral. Now, my grandfather, he was born the year, uh, he had died the year that I was born. And so uh, the only thing I know is they said I, he used to bounce me on his knee and he really liked me as a baby. But uh, I, I, I'm sure that there was a good connection there. But he, she was certainly a very special lady and uh, having that many children and uh, all of them doing quite, quite well. Now this picture, uh, this is right there he was not there for the picture talk about photo sh- shopping whatever you want. they left a spot it seemed like the good pictures in that era were taken in studios and they had them all gathered up except Will he was the oldest one and I never did meet Uncle Will either he went to the west coast and uh, but they were able to slip him in there because they left the space for that Everybody from Veronica up to, uh, well, George Kepler, the Whitewood Kepler clan, uh, Albert, uh, all my aunts and, and uncles, and I came along and I, did, I didn't have any brothers or sisters at all. <laughs> Dad said, well, we waited, we tried for nine years, and finally we, <laughs> and they wanted more, but we didn't get any more. So, one, <coughs> a change for one. Child to fifteen. Okay, where are we at?
1: John Kept.
0: There's a, a two cousins that uh, his life is somewhat similar, except for the number of children that they had. John D. Now. A lot of the Keflers that are out in Alkali in that area, those that are uh, out in the county, uh, they're related to John D. I have to go with the initial because there's a John P. and there's John uh, all kinds of... And, but uh, the similarity between my dad, Albert, and John's activities are similar, even though their philosophies are somewhat different. John D., uh, served on committee for AAA to Agriculture Adjustment Act, and he even wrote his own bill, for a farm, a farm bill, and presented it. Uh, my dad uh, was president of the South Dakota State uh, Farm Bureau. And uh, the neat thing about him they were both really progressive and really great for the community. Uh, they didn't need a lot of speaking systems. Both of them spoke loud enough. An example of that is I I—I experienced this and I don't know how I was lucky, but I was busy out in the yard of our house there on Alkali, and we were about a half a mile from the, the Alkali Road, our house was. And we were out in the yard or something, and we heard this tractor coming, and then we heard this booming voice, and I'm not sure of the exact quote, but it says, I wish this tractor had a, not just a tractor, this SOB tractor had another gear.
1: <laughs>
0: John D. was evidently taking a tractor either to town or for some use, but his voice was so booming, they said that you he could hear him over the thrashing machine, and, which he, he did run a thrashing machine. Both of them squ- uh, called square dances. Uh, several different venues Uh, they were ready to uh, to exhibit their talents
1: Uh, along
0: that same line uh, uh, of being involved with the community dad and uh, and John both were on the board for getting a hospital in Sturgis They, they were primary board members and did a lot to get hospital uh, in, in, in Sturgis. Uh, you're going to tell about... Uh, yeah.
1: This
2: is something that's really quite interesting.
0: We thought it was something worth noting.
2: Yeah. Poker Alice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Joe Kepler, Mr. and Mrs. Joe Kepler, had a long acquaintance with Polker We all, usually when we think of Polker as a rough and tough cigar-smoking, gun-slinging, bad-talking woman, right? Mmm. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Joe Kepler thought of her as a saw the different side of her. They thought she was the lady they sold milk to. She was kind-hearted and would do anything to help someone who needed it. How many of you would have thought that of her? None of us have ever seen that side of her, have we? Well, when she died... She willed much of her household goods and some of her clothing to the Keplers, which included this will surprise you, a large rocking chair, an Edison phonograph, a sewing machine, a set of silverware, the sweater she wore in all the postcard pictures, a set of hers, which included a hat a paint, and a muck, a beaver. Now, can you even imagine that? That, To me, I thought, that is really cool. (laughs) So I had to include this in because I would have never imagined this rough-talking, cigar-scoping woman that we all hear about would have even had any of those things at all. So, I hope you enjoyed that. Okay,
0: now we're going to talk about a traveling show. It seemed like entertainment or music or just engulfed the chapters. Every time you turn around, there's something going on with, with, with music. Uh, they played for all different uh, venues and occasions. It went so far as a, a time when Albert and Leo, Leo Jr., uh, had a dance hall on the ranch. Uh, it was a, an old house that was converted to a dance hall. And uh, when we drive into the, the place, just about a quarter of a mile before we can get, I'll get uh, uh, there. Interrupted me, and my uh, my mind goes blank. When yeah. when. But they had a they built this. Actually, they, they salvaged this whole building for a dance hall. and I guess they just attracted to all the community which would come there for their dances. Uh, yeah. uh, Albert was uh, quite instrumental too. Either, you know the hall out at Alkali? Uh, all the home and I think it's the home run, the, uh, the club, and something like that. That was very, very influential in getting that. It was a surplus mix from, from uh, Fort Meade. But there was always something connected with, with music uh, in the Kepler. And as you can see, remember the Dominicans come up out of the of the river and play in the music. Um, What was that? Oh, the traveling show. Joe Kepler had a really good team of horses, and he was hired by the Reed Western Show. And uh, they traveled throughout, I guess, mostly the East Coast. But so for uh, two or three years, Joe Kepler had this Western show. He helped with the Western show. But he got there because he had the horses that he could the way that they,
1: they used. Uh-oh. A few. Of my legs, you I like that.
0: I Okay. Another picture of the traveling beauty show. Yeah. Yeah. Which one?
1: you Oh, 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 okay.
0: Uh, there were all different ins- instruments that, that got played by the Keplers. Yeah. Kepler Sr. Uh, played the accordion, which played, he, he said helped pay for shoes for, for the kids. Can you imagine 15 kids buying shoes? <laughs> had to have something on the side to place the uh, Albert and Will and George, the oldest ones, uh, played the carol. Uh We got... Got this fiddle player on there?
1: Those two little guys. Are they here today? They're both in the audience. Yeah, raise your hands.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, the one's over there. Yeah, uh, that was a favorite thing. That's a sometimes. Uh,
0: I think both of the kids finally took a few... Little lessons, you know. never yeah. never got so far as giving any concerts. So did you? <laughs> Fourth of July was a big event uh, for people out in Uh Dad buddied up with uh, Larue Olson. Remember the Olson that had the train to Buffalo?
1: Uh,
0: he, Dad was actually a partner, in there, and they had. Or had 4th of July on the ranch, uh, on the Kepler ranch. The corrals, we'd drive out there just north of the buildings, and there was these old corrals, very dilapidated, and there's only like a, one little sheep little corral. But that was the rodeo ground for uh, the, and, and there were several years, they eh, had uh, 4th of July celebrations. Uh, On the cattle ranch, Uh, a a little bit about the rodeo. Their livestock that they had weren't bucking stock, so they had to (coughs) bring up something. What were they going to do for bucking stock? So they had a product they called Hokey Pokey, and I don't know what it is. I've never been able to find out what it was. But what they do? is they poured on the back of the animal just before they left the shoot. It was supposed to smart enough so that, so the steer or the old male cow did a pretty good job of bucking. Well, one time they were pouring that on and of course the animal backed up just a little bit and the hokey pokey got poured right down the back of the cowboys. But he left. That, I guess the, the animal buck pretty good. He left there, ran over. There's there's breaks just another quarter mile from where those trails used to be. He ran over there, and somebody spotted him. He had his pants down there, and himself
1: out. But, uh, but that was
0: to make a buck better. But when you take an old milk cow and she's want to use it for a bucking horse, I guess some a little. What what would be the product? I don't know.
1: <laughs> There's
0: another uh, part that Dad really uh, enjoyed. Uh, he was involved with the roundup of the triple V cattle. Uh, it was done by the cowboys of ni- 1902. But how could he get involved with that? Well, at the age of 12, he was asked to help just a little bit. Not, r- not necessarily get them like the, the big wranglers were, but to help hold him in, in holding his bench. so So he had his little... I don't think it was much of a horse, but he had a special horse, kind of a sleepy one. that they, they put him on to watch this gate. Don't let anything slip by there, unless we say that it is to be... They were certain for some reason or other. And uh, another thing is, at the same time, uh, the older cowboys were giving, teaching these young kids some real lessons. Made them chew tobacco. Well, they take a little pinch and say, oh, that isn't good enough. Take a big wad. You put it between your cheek and your gums like this. And, and I, I guess the, the young man that was guarding the gate had just recently got the big old wad of Chewing tobacco in his mouth. And the wrangler came by and said, "You let that steer slip by here. What's wrong with you? He slapped that horse on the butt. The horse jumped forwards and he swallowed the (laughs) cob. The whole cud of tobacco. I guess he turned about six shades of green and went over to the bank and lost his cookies. And it wasn't very... Very happy, but uh, because Grandpa helped or my dad helped with the uh, roundup, uh, as a twelve-year-old, uh, he likes to say that he was at one of the 1902 cowboys. That was quite an organization a group that they had there. How's our time going? Okay, we have got a few little miscellaneous.
1: Uh,
2: you can talk as long as you
1: want okay. until tomorrow. Until tomorrow is good. Oh, tomorrow! Oh, my goodness. Okay.
0: No, uh, as I think back, uh, the Albert and Leo partnership was was perfect. It was a perfect partnership. They had their talents. They blended together really, really well. Their interests were the same. Uncle Leo was the mechanic. He was the, more of the farmer, the crop farmer. He was always looking out for new machinery. He was a welder. He built his own portable welding components together for that. Uh, he was a, always on the lookout. But he was one of the first ones uh, in South Dakota to get a farmhand stacker. Now that was quite a deal. When you and, and now yeah, hydraulic. You're, Loads or something of necessity. But back uh, when they introduced the farmhand stacker, it was, for that they were using what they called an overshot. They'd have this uh, one that would stand like this to sweep the hay on it and they'd flop it over like this. But it was because of uh, Uncle Leo that they got those modern types of things. He was a mechanic. Albert was a rancher. He was a promoter of the beef interp- enterprises. Uh, he was one to introduce and to work with Henry Holzman, who was an extension specialist, to uh, select cattle with production records. And he he was honored as an eminent farmer uh, with all of his activities that he had done. Uh, one thing about Uncle Leo, he uh, was really a musician. Too. Uh, he uh, uh, didn't read a no- note, but played great music. He played the the Did You ever see anybody play the musical song? Yeah, there's one hand up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it makes quite a, quite a neat music, and he had, had one. He was, wasn't one that he. I guess he could have used the one out of the shop. But this was kind of decorated. It was a special saw used for for the musical. Uh, Dad played polo, and uh, he had, uh, I think we talked Keith into playing, and some of the other family members. I played polo. Now that came about because of the Fort Meade. The officers there playing polo, they, they recruited uh, the ranchers for the they have something, somebody to compete with. Them, yes. And that w- went on for years. Uh, I even got to play a little bit where they went so far as taking uh, horses up to Sheridan, Wyoming and over to Pierce, South Dakota. Uh, just a little side like that Pole was, was played. The dad tells a story he drove up and he said, somebody said, those, those cowboys beat these soldiers today. And the, the cur- uh, lieutenant colonel who was there, he said, no. He says, those both cowboys didn't do it. He said, the horses did. <laughs> he, said, he said, those little uh, cow ponies uh, broke to, with, a, with a neck rein and stuff, just outdid the, finally, and it took a while. They used to get beat up pretty bad, I understand. But Dad was pretty happy when he heard that, uh, that the, Cowboys beat. I mentioned a little bit that uh, Fort Meade was very important uh, to the pioneers as they came this way. They felt comfortable, I think, with not no outbreaks going to happen. But uh, it also provided the income. Not, not that they wanted to join the service, but that they would uh, be able to uh, uh, work on the on, on the buildings. These uh, people from ha- Hostel happened to have such great uh, talents in carpentry, masonry, and uh, those, those types of things. So they had a uh, one of that's a big big uh, advantage. Uh, uh, Things that we we are proud that he did, Uh, he was, uh, uh, going blank again, that happens to me every once in a while. Oh, yes, he had an eighth education, so for him to do some of the things that that he did, But he was very community-minded. He was on the Soil Conservation Board. He was the state president of the Farm Bureau. Uh, He served on several boards, as did John Kepler. Uh, One of the uh, things is that he wound up uh, with, with the work that he was doing with the agriculture programs uh, to debate, debate, have a uh, some kind of a, 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 a confrontation with Hubert Humphrey. Everybody knows who Hubert Humphrey was? Well, that was a he was a pretty smooth politician. And for a dad with his eighth grade in education and an old rancher coming up against Hubert Humphrey was yeah, I know he was about nervous as I am today.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, he uh, He did all right. He backed a few people, complimented him, but uh, to have to debate somebody that that, had those types of credentials, it was... One of the last things that was kind of neat for him was uh, he got appointed by Archie Ubu to serve on the State Welfare Commission, and uh, he wound up being president of that committee, so there was... A lot, of, a lot of neat things there. Um, I think uh, I'd like to ask for people who have anything to add, any incidences you've had with, with my folks, with my, my dad, uh, my family. Uh oh, one other thing that I think is, is putting us on, on a high level is we got Miss Rodeo America as a Kepler. Donna Kefler. yeah. She's Ralph Kepler's daughter, and I thought that was another great achievement that Chipper can brag about. Uh, At the same time, I was trying to actually be involved, and uh, people would ask me, is Donna your daughter? And i always say no, but she was in my 4-H club. (laughs) But I remember uh, both of and Linda were in my 4-H club, and Donna was quite shy, and Her first 4-H talk was a a real effort for her. But uh, I went to Ralph's funeral and Donna gave him a eulogy. It was absolutely fantastic. I tell you, uh, (laughs) she's really come around in those little years of of 4-H. Anything about any of the any, I don't know, I can't answer many questions, but these books are just full of information. You, did you show that one? How full that one book is of, of this? Day. Yes, Rob.
1: One of the things I'd like to add is uh, thank you to you for the years of service at 4-H. I was I was one of the members of the yeah, I, you school were. out there. And, and one of the fond memories I had, at least when I was in high school, Playing polo with you and Dad and Keith and, and I, I've never made so much money as when I got to cool off all your polo ponies between truckers. <laughs> says to Dad sends ahead, and you'd be surprised how many horses you can lead.
2: We we can make that kind of money. But uh, thank you for, for your time and service in, in that capacity. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any pictures of Alka-Light like, at Kettleson's place playing polo? My dad played with him, Lord mm-hmm. Saga.
0: Well, that's but where I made the polo...
2: Yeah, polo Ket- word, right? Yeah.
0: On
1: the Ket- Yes.
0: Uh, it was a nice level place. Do you have
1: any pictures of that? I, I think... I don't know. <laughs> because I've been hunting for some, and I haven't been able to find it.
0: Well, we'll, we'll put that on a search for you.
2: Uh, there, uh, there, The uh, Western History Conference had a program on the Polo program that was here, and they do have a, a, book, a book, Western History Conference, and I know I bought the book, and it is
1: in the library here, and that would probably have been about uh, 2016.
2: Fifteen or sixteen, and the book is here. And there, are, and Nancy Harlan put it together. Okay. She was a Thompson, and she's living here in town now. So you
1: might like to uh, check but on
0: that. Know. Nancy Thompson. Nancy Thompson. Yeah. Uh, that ground there, uh, I Kinsland uh, was ideal for a pony. It was uh, buffalo grass. It was short short. Usually didn't have to mow or anything. Before the season started, but yeah, we assembled there a awful lot. And then towards the end, uh, Jim Roth actually built. Yes. What? Well, it, it wasn't outdoors. It was a. It was an indoor, built with the dimensions of a, of an indoor pole, and uh, it, it it had sloping sides and whatnot. I guess it eventually got turned into more roping. The uh, didn't catch on like for team roping and things like that. And uh, he converted, to, like a chimp
1: converted. That, that's where my brother Ray got knocked out. Nope. Completely knocked off the horse and was completely unconscious off <coughs> the roadway. Oh, yeah. Raymond Doggett? Yeah. You know, yeah. You, know, you know, you went to school with us. Yes, <laughs> yes, I <know. laughs>
0: Yeah, I got hit in the eye with a pole now. Well, at the same time, they had to take me to a doctor. My and doctor, I and Mary
2: Louise too. used to
1: walk the horses, and kept would
2: say, Good about <laughs> well, you, go walk
0: them. <laughs> yeah, they had to be cooled down. Yeah. So they, Yes?
1: Sergeant, this is on a different subject, but when you
2: lived down the hill, we lived right across the alley from you in that little teeny white house there on West Main Street. and. My dad was a pallbearer at your dad's funeral, I think. And anyway, he came home. He was so confused because he was the only non-Catholic. And he didn't know whether to stand up. So I remember that just like
1: it was yesterday. I hadn't thought of it until I... Yeah.
2: Oh, I, I remember there was one other thing that he didn't mention, but his
0: at the the chapel couple different ways there yeah he got pulled out of class I don't know I think he didn't mind that at all but then he missed out playing the big baseball, baseball or yeah. he didn't get
2: to go to recess either no. yeah. <laughs> now, well speaking of Catholic not going to stamp set, whatever um, there were several priests and nuns within the Catholic uh, history that were you were
0: going to mention that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, first of a all, the only chapter <laughs> that I found in <laughs> was in Ascentary, and that was the Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, there's a lot of nuns. Yeah. You, you, you're Grebners. Yeah. uh yeah. Oh, uh, there's add- another relative. There. Yeah. Well, and
1: then
2: we added some other relatives
1: Church relatives here. You should don't have all have all the relatives stand up? Yeah. Anybody yeah. Connect Anyone connected with? Anyone connected? Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. It depends on what, yeah. what, yeah. which captor is. No, it's any you Any captor a connection to yeah. one.
2: Yeah. Or yeah. connection yeah. to yeah. one. And the
0: rest of you might be too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank
2: yeah. You. yeah.
1: Yes, we got a grab her One always. thing I've got to yeah. say is that the Brooks and the Comforts are still a partnership because my cousin, from the Brooks. and me. And huh? I'm a Comfort. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember going to that house. My dad
2: and my grandmother was Mark's aunt, um, Mary Grebner. Maybe some of you knew Betty Cox. She was and tennis, a dog tennis. There was about the only ones around here, I think. But I remember my dad, I was probably about five or so, taking me to that house. I remember my great-gra- great-grandma there, and I can just remember the, you know, how the curtains were flowered and dark. And, I mean, it just seemed so dark in there as a little kid. And then flash forward, my little brother and I, it was my grandma grandma's funeral, and um, I don't know which Kepler it was They came up to us. But my little brother and I were standing there, and they said, well, do you, either one of you play instrument? We both looked at each other and said, no. He looked at us like we were aliens and it <laughs> walked off didn't say That's fine. I don't my mom and dad were divorced, so I kind of didn't get to spend a lot of time with
1: that. Not but, you know, just didn't spend a lot of time with that time. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Mark um, my name is Patrick Clitch. My mother was up there in
0: the John D. Kepler picture are mm-hmm. the third from the right, Marion. Marion. Uh, said something today that
1: explains something that I've heard about the name. I've talked to several people from Germany, and there is no letter in the German alphabet that makes that sound. They have a symbol that looks like a double cursive F with one line through it, and it makes a sound of a Z. So the name was originally Kessler. But what you said about them not wanting to be German mm-hmm. makes sense that they would change it to a double F sound instead of thanks for that now, that's that, why these meetings are important you, you get people with different information and they bring it all together
0: the ending of L- L-E-R there's a lot of customers uh, and uh, I was talking to somebody about names and and said that uh, uh, we think that that LER has some kind of meaning. Well, I'm I'm German, what's wrong with it? Well, because of all the regimes, I guess, that uh, mistreated. And even though they spoke German, they did not want to be called German. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was. Another person, and I don't think they knew what they was talking about, but he said, ELR, yeah, you're cl- more closely related to Hitler than I am.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Could have gone all day that.
0: But yeah, you know, there's a lot, usually, it's, it's, it doesn't have that extra E in it. And that has been something that me forever. And I'm, why did they put that extra E in there? K-E-F-F-E-L-E-R. And it messed her up. She was trying to get connected with something on the computer. And the lady misspelled it because she left the E out. And uh, where, where, that, where that extra E got stuck in it. Now, Dad ran into some Keplers on the uh, West Coast, he said, that did not have that extra E in it. He asked him about it. He said, Oh, we got so tired of explaining how to spell carefully that we just <laughs> And I guess that's the, that can happen. Yeah. Anything else? Yes?
2: Oh, I want to, can I borrow
1: that book for a second? Which wanna, one do you want? The blue one.
2: This I right?
0: want to look up something. You betcha. Oh, the, how many Grubels we got here? The Grubels are yeah, really, really closely grouples, connected yeah. to the Keplers, too. How many
2: Bashans? Yeah. Any Bashans? My mother. Because they're all interrelated. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, somehow. Uh, there's
0: probably a lot more collection than you think. Anybody else?
2: Yes. I wanted to say something. I wish this had been put on on Facebook, or there's a Kessler family Facebook page, because I, as soon as I read it in the paper, we decided that we could come, and I put it on Facebook, and Patrick's sister said, today? And I went, yes. I said, I just read it in the paper. So, I think maybe if, if this had been in Rapid City, i we're from Rapid city. city. But I just wanted to just Because they
1: Yeah, for the meeting that there, 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 there might have been there. more
2: people that would have been able to, had they known the about it. We're from Rapid City, yeah. so we didn't know until
1: I read in the journal today then. So I'm uh, glad that you've been with Yeah, I just wanted to see if you can do a presentation. I, I will say
2: one of the best things about a family just is this: everybody was coming and happy, glad to see each other, hugging family members, all the and uh, those of you with the Sean family,
1: we wanted to have a Sean family history someday, so with Mary, Mary, we can catch people sister. who will do them. And she worked on that down the road. You know, I've family trees, but they're she's the best thing of all. she was my great grandmother. Oh, you you uh, Mary. was my great grandmother. She was my favorite girl.
0: My And my she lived in a little house just next to him. That's all we're Folks,
1: well, thanks to all of you for coming. I appreciate it.